Well, here we go. This is episode 90. This is episode 90 of No Laugh Track. My name is Justin Severson. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every one of you. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, of course, share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook if you haven't yet, and uh, follow us on Twitter as well. Thank you to Circle of Heat, the music we just heard at the beginning there. Episode 90. This is amazing. And first time, first timer today. Yeah. Happy to report. Phil Hanley's here. Hey. And 90, congratulations. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pleased. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's that's a lot. I would say 45 of them are better than the other 44. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All We're right. shooting over 50%, I think. Nice. Here. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go cool. I'm All gonna right. Go well, that. I hope this is in the... the Top the forty five, the plus one. Yeah, I was in the top forty six of your podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Good. We uh, just met uh, this morning. Yeah, crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had a show last night. I did. Yeah, I was here at Acme last night. First time headlining, correct? Yeah, here? that's right. I'd stopped here. I did a college uh, here. I was in Minnesota, and I did a college. I forget. I don't know what school it was. I think it was a little bit outside of Minnesota. Uh, anyways, I stopped here and did a guest spot years ago. Oh, okay. Not, I, not Minnesota. Minneapolis. Yeah, just outside of Minneapolis. Yeah. wonder which one that was. Uh, I not... heard you mention this on another show. Oh, did really? Say, was it all girls school? I, I don't think that. They're kind of a blur. I did a year <laughs> or a couple years where I was doing lots of colleges, and, and they're a little blur. But I did at one point do uh, an all-girls junior college which um, from Canada and junior colleges don't even exist. I would, I guess, I would describe high school as a junior college. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, and they wore their uh, pajamas, and their laugh was distinctly an octave higher than I'd ever heard. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and they were. Uh, yeah, it was really. It was a fun show. I have. Uh, I people must hate when I go. I have two daughters because I seem to mention that on every show, but it relates to so many things in my life. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I can't help it. My father, um, the sounds that girls make, let alone, you know, like from a junior college, uh-huh. I, apparently that must not change. I don't want to, I know when that octave starts. Oh, really? It's at the age of five. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was, uh, it, yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was, it, it was just amazing. It was like hearing a song that you know really well in a different, um, uh, key. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good you. analogy. Yeah. I just came up with that. And you, Acme, no no uh, history here. Did you stay, say you stopped in? Oh yeah, I stopped here. I did a guest spot did that a guest spot. like that weekend, like the day before or the day after or something like that. Do you remember who that was with? Yeah, it was here. Uh, Chad Daniels was the headliner. Chad, yes, and I had met Chad uh, at my home club in Vancouver. Oh okay. Uh, the the comedy mix and uh, yeah, and so he knew I was in town and he invited me down to do a guest spot. And I had heard so much about Acme and uh, was just blown. It was one of those clubs where you're like. Oh, everything like the sound is perfect, and the the, the height of the root, the ceiling is perfect, yeah. and the crowd was great, and yeah. yeah. So I, I'm so excited to be here this weekend. I heard uh, I liked the way uh, the podcast I heard you on recently was with Todd Barry. Okay, yeah, and I liked I loved what he said. Just you know, I in my little bit of affiliation to the club here, I like get all excited when people talk about it. You know, on uh, you know something outside of you know this show or something local yeah so when todd was on that podcast on his show with you saying like all these great things about acme he was describing even like how the uh backstage you come through the curtain and boom you're right here yeah 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 have you what's the uh what's the drawback of the like the uh when it's not like that uh i've played uh 
it's just great it's just great and 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 it's not like the acme's like notorious like among comics yeah. I always rave about this room mm-hmm. and I always want to comics I always want to play here but um I like there's a that little holding booth right behind the stage where mm-hmm. you're not in the green room so there's like the green room and then there's like a little like um one other little room and then you come on uh the other options like I've played so many different variations there's some places where you got to come through the crowd high-fiving all the uh, way up generally I high-five but that's <laughs> that's from my um collegiate basketball right a little slap on the butt maybe yeah yeah uh, uh yeah so there's you, you, sometimes you come to the crowd which isn't ideal um which is fine but and then some i've played some rooms where when i first started one of my first road gigs possibly my first road gig was a club where you you, have to, you had to open the d- a door to come on stage like you would in like a like a one-act play so you come on <laughs> you come on and then you got to uh you you open the door and then you would have to slowly and quietly close the door or because it was like a quick door. There's no carpet or anything. So or you'd slam the door. So you'd start the sh- like, you know what I mean? It would be like the beginning of like an episode of Barney Miller where like <laughs> the door slams and you're like, all right, here are my jokes. Uh, yeah, it was a terrible setup. Awful. Because in your back, you're starting. I feel anything if you, you got to start. The audience is, you know, is judging the second you come out, obviously. And you have to start, like, anything, uh, if you, like, fumble, or if you walked out and went to put your glass of water on the stool and it fell onto the stage, mm-hmm. people wouldn't get over that for a while. Yeah, you're, you're like, right, yeah. It, it, so anything, like, where you, like, fumble with the microphone like this. So to walk out and then to do this door thing, like, it was just the Worry beginning the of door. a terrible... <laughs> Uh, sitcom. You know what you obviously should have done, and maybe you did. Well, uh, start with a knock knock joke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever given anyone that uh, comedy advice before. Um, yeah, because it's the worst ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just weird. So this is great. We just pop through the curtain and and and, and you're there. I, uh, I I need to bitch about something right now uh, that happened to me last night. Oh, okay. Maybe you, maybe you have a story that uh, that relates. Okay, I hope so. Uh, last night I took my girlfriend out. We went and saw Fred, Ar- Fred Armisen from oh. Portlandia. Oh, cool. He was in town doing a live uh, showing of an episode of Portlandia. Oh, cool. Okay. Do you like that show? Uh, I do like that show. I haven't watched a ton of it, but I did watch uh, the Seth Meyers show last night, and I noticed that uh, Fred, Fred Armisen wasn't, wasn't there. wasn't there. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We were we were we were in the same city. In the same city. So he was at that show last night. I uh, wanted to buy one round of drinks for me and my girlfriend, and I uh, I went up. I had a, the only money I had in my wallet was a fifty dollar bill because I am rich. Yeah. No, because my same. roommate, uh-huh. because I have a roommate. My yeah. roommate ha- uh, owed me some money, and so I had a fifty dollar bill in my pocket. I used okay. a fifty, and I even made a point of saying like, "You got change for this." Anyway, uh, someone else in line was friends with the person behind, distracted that guy, distracted me uh-huh. when I got my change, which I didn't realize for four hours later, I only got $8 back. Oh, my goodness. Instead of $38. Yeah. 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 yeah I, 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 so I, I did, shorted I myself $30 last night at the show. Oh, what a bummer, by man. By not paying attention. Take it up with Fred. Is that what you're, are you reaching out to Fred? <laughs> Is that what this should be? Yeah. <laughs> Fred. When anyone knows Fred, yeah. uh, oh man, yeah, that that is that's uh, that's an expensive round. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. That's one beer, yeah, that I had, and then the can of Sprite for my girlfriend that oh. I paid thirty two dollars <laughs> for. Uh, well, uh, it's nice to be generous with the people you love. I, that's the uh, upside. I, so, uh, so do you think it wasn't 
a scam. The guy got. I don't. The guy got distracted. I don't. You should follow this up. You should go back and tell him. Tell him what went down. He looked too nice. You know, oh, really? Judge. I, I remember what he looked like. Uh huh. Yeah. Sounds like the flim flam to me. The you old, know what? The old switcheroo. In high school, I was voted most gullible. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not a joke. Okay, yeah. I didn't even know that was a category. Well, they had it in my. Did you, were you really voted most gullible, or did people just tell you that? I, uh, that was a joke. That was a joke. Did you get fucker. it? Uh, that was okay, good. Yeah, I'm so gullible, I didn't get. Uh, yeah. no. People at home got that. <laughs> I know. Derek in the booth is really laughing hard. <laughs> 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 laughing at my expense. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, dizziest slash most gullible. Oh, okay. But I was just I. I think the most gullible uh, applied more towards me than dizzy. I don't know if dizzy. Uh, I think yeah, but gull- I think often gullible is a sign of a sweet nature. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're not cynical. No, well. <laughs> oh, you cynical Boy, that's now? Left. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> well, you did fall for the old uh, thirty dollars short change trick last that's night. Exactly. So, I think you should. I, I think. Uh, what was the venue? Was it somewhere you've been before? Uh yes yes a, I might it's a, it's actually a, the venue is a nonprofit oh wow well, not last night I think you could uh, you could maybe take it up with them you know what I could do claim what? it on my taxes next year as a donation oh oh wow okay no I'm not gonna do that in case the IRS is listening I'm not oh, okay <laughs> all right yeah I don't know how taxes work very well I, I don't either <laughs> I don't either I'm doing so I'm doing mine right now well, actually somebody else's. So you're from Canada. You mentioned Vancouver. Yes. That's where you were born? Uh, I was born outside of Toronto, but I started comedy in Vancouver. I I, uh, I, I live there. My family lives there, so I kind of think of it as my hometown. I've never been to Canada, but I do know that those cities are nowhere near each other. The very Yeah, the, well, that's good for you. Often I meet people, and they'll be like, uh, they'll think they're, they're neighboring cities. No, very yeah. far. How did you go from one to another? Yeah, uh, my I was traveling. I, I, I was uh, out of the country, and uh, while I did that, my parents retired, and my sister had moved out there, and um, they, every my whole family kind of relocated out there. So when I came home uh, i was living in europe and i came home i uh that's where i moved what was in europe uh i was a model for three years male model yeah that's not what got you there uh yeah yeah really yeah that hurts that you would yeah that's right yeah <laughs> i didn't know they do that with men uh well uh yeah they do because uh, i i if you look at me i couldn't do I, i'm not like the all-american look that but uh yeah i didn't i didn't go to university i'm dyslexic and i had this opportunity um to do that yeah i lived in england and i would like go 19 uh yeah yeah i was a young young man young buck how did you did you go there with someone? No, just uh, just myself. I started and uh, it was one of the craziest. Exp- I started. Someone suggested I should. Where do did it. they find you? Let's go back to that. How uh, you- in in New York City, I was in New York, uh, just kind of hanging out, um, and really just kind of hanging out. I was like not doing anything, and I knew people that were in the fashion industry and stuff like that, just because everyone kind of hangs out, musicians and stuff like that. One, and uh, the yeah, I got met an agent. He's like, you should come to Milan. Which is the first? I'm from Oshawa, Ontario, which is like kind of Canadians. Canada's like Detroit or whatever. It's like the smallest. <laughs> you know, it's uh, based around a, a GM plant. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So Milan, he's like ah, you know, and my parents were, uh, you know, encouraging, which is kind of insulting in retrospect because I'm like, so they thought that was my skill set, getting dressed and walking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did it, and it was such a trip. It was crazy. It was uh, yeah, we lived in these like 
model it was like a residence for models kind of and it'd be like five Co-ed. dudes in a room uh no unfortunately and i see your eyes uh, light up yeah no unfortunately uh oh. you you go with i, I uh, later on i would go back to milan and, and you would live in kind of a co-ed situation but this was like because it was all guys their first year it was like bottom of the barrel accommodations it was so bad and uh yeah you live with a guy i lived with a guy uh, that I met that summer that went on to be uh, like do like reality shows and stuff like that in in the in, in Milan yeah in the states yeah yeah and then uh, yeah, it was just a trip you just go to your auditioning for fashion shows you go with a book uh, picture of yourself which right. is uh, hum- humiliating and then you <laughs> you hand it to these you know really kind of flamboyant um, gay men that are you yeah. know designers and 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 fit into this, uh, certain stereotypes. And they look at you, and then they make you walk, which I always thought uh, I was good at, but it turns out I'm sometimes you're, I'm not uh, someone's cup of tea. My walking style, and then yeah, and then they they, they book you, and you do these shows. It's, the whole thing is really uh, ridiculous, and uh, yeah, it was it was strange, especially for me because I was just this like skinny dude from a hockey town where I didn't think of myself as handsome or that anyone would want to see me on a runway or anything like that. So it was just surreal experience i did it for three years how why why does that end how does that end uh Sick of living over there yeah i really didn't i was like uh i found it and in retrospect i'm like horrible car crash no i'm looking at you i don't notice <laughs> no i i just wasn't it just wasn't my thing i was never in, in retrospect if i if i could look back and be like oh you're gonna be a comedian then I'd be like, oh, my God, you bring a notepad and this is research for, yeah, you know. But right. I didn't. I was just kind of embarrassed the whole time. Like, I wasn't – because I went – like, I went – I before I modeled, I never had swam in public without wearing a T-shirt. Like, I wasn't, like, a look-at-me type of person. Right, right. And I just did it because I really didn't have anything else to do. I knew I didn't – couldn't work in a car factory. I don't have that – what's it called? Work ethic? Um <laughs> So I didn't do that. So I just did this thing. It was just this crazy experience. Yeah, that's wild. And then so what happened was, um, I my agent uh, was a mo- was a model for years, and she always told me this story where she booked one last kind of big job and took that money and retired and started this modeling company. And I and I was always like, oh, that would be the best. Just get like one sweet gig. Yeah take the money and I was like obviously I'm not going to start a modeling company but I'll you know move home and have money and then I got uh, it was a car commercial and it was me driving and Sylvester Stallone was like the voice yeah (laughs) yeah it was weird and uh, and I got some money and it wasn't like crazy money but you know I was like all right, I'm out and uh, uh, yeah I moved back to Canada and then um, yeah and then that and then you know shortly after that I started doing stand up so yeah, it was crazy. Wild. Yeah, it was it was really weird. And uh, what kind of what were the uh, the clothes? Let's see, what was the they what, ranged. Was there a ridiculous fashion that is now everyone's wearing? Or? Uh, no, like it ranged. Like I would do, um, you know, big shows. Like I did shows for like Giorgio Armani and stuff like that, which was surreal. Like he has, it's so crazy. He has a block in Milan and he lives there and it's a studio and it's just like where the shows are and stuff like that. So you would do that, which would be, uh, you know, somewhat conservative. Some of them, I remember my first outfit was, a. Uh, a mesh I remember I had to wear like a mesh tank top under a sports right away, coat huh? yeah, yeah I was just like oh this is so for someone who's I was just it was just like I was like oh this is really embarrassing <laughs> um, but uh, and then you would do shows like uh, the 
the fashion schools in in London are super progressive, uh, like fashion wise, and and then you would just wear like the craziest outfit. Like it would be like bicycle shorts and a you know ostrich hat or whatever, like just crazy right. things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- that stuff was more. Um, the like stereotypical things that you see on TV, where you're like I can't believe anyone would wear that, and you're right, like, yeah, right. they made me wear that. Right. Yeah, did that make you have some sort of like special interest? What's that TV show? Top Model, America's Top Next Top Model. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched that? I I have uh, I have watched that. I have a joke about it, but I, oh, I, I yeah yeah I I have watched that. Uh, but and that was the thing about modeling. There were people that. Had that I just couldn't fathom. Like in my head, I was like, well, "This is f- hilarious, right, guys?" And everyone else was like, "No, we're gonna let's we're doing sit ups." Like <laughs> no one else. Like I thought it was like that, but no, people took it really seriously. There were people that was like, "This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a model," and I couldn't get my head around that. Was there anyone like uh, uh, keeping an eye on what you were eating or anything like that? Not for me. I was in such a different category because I, I was like. Uh, skinny. It was before I, I really filled out. Um, I was <laughs> I was super skinny, and and it was kind of still a novelty at the time to have like a skinny dude or whatever. So there were guys like I remember once I was at um, uh, which is it was like Versace. It was like a big uh casting for a fashion show. It was like Versace. Was it Valentina? It was like a big thing in Milan, and it's line up, and you line up for like you know ninety minutes or two hours. It's like hot and everything. And I was eating peanuts, and I remember there was a guy, and it was an American dude who was just outraged that I was eating peanuts. He was like talking about the fat content compared to like the pro, like. And I remember just thinking, why I'd never heard a guy talk like that. Like I'd heard women on like a sitcom that are making fun like i just never great watchers or something yeah or just somebody's making fun of somebody's really superficial but you you i was faced with that all the time where you're just like wow you think like that that's crazy that peanut's gonna go right to your hips yeah and it was just a weird thing but for me it was different because it wasn't uh i don't know why they wanted me but it wasn't because they were like oh this guy's like you know super ripped although i am now (laughs) Yeah. No. no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't. So it was different. Like some guys wore that, where it was like about their six pack and their right. chiseled business or whatever. It's kind of good. Yeah. You know what? You, you kind of lucked out in the whole thing, really. Uh, you could have had it like where you had to like be uh, the beefcake. Yeah. Yeah. For no, I just got to stay skinny. All uh, right. Yeah. I just did. I didn't have to. Yeah. It, yeah. Totally. But, but uh, in a way, it, it was weird because it was like. Uh, yeah, so I didn't have anything in common with anyone I met. Like all my friends and stuff were Except outside. For maybe the girls. Uh, yeah, even <laughs> even the uh, yeah, it's a really it's a weird it's just a trip, man. Like, especially in uh, in like Milan is so it's all fashion industry. It's just a trip to see these the way people interact. Like so much stuff. You're like, oh, I thought that only happened in like after school specials. You know, like young like american girls dating like older like italian businessmen like just weird ah, yeah. just weird things yeah. right it's just weird and i don't mean young but i mean like you know like you're 18 and the dude is to me at the time might as well have been 100 you know you just <laughs> right. see these old dudes or whatever right. so yeah it was yeah it was strange it was strange i have one final question about that okay uh does that turn into you turn you into any sort of a clothing snob uh no, my dad's like a super stylish dude, mm-hmm. and when I was a kid, he was like a businessman, and uh, and again, we're from 
this like small town and semi small town in 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 Canada. And I would remember being a kid and like watching TV and seeing like Michael Jordan would be wearing the same suit as my dad. Like Whoa. my dad, yeah, like he, my dad would wear like like a bright blue suit, like uh, not like a not like the uh, Kings of Comedy, but like um, <laughs> he was yeah. My dad was a super stylish dude, so I've I kind of grew up. Not I'm not like a big clothes like a you know I don't consider myself a, a fashion plate I believe the term is oh, but I like you know you I, I you know I do uh, have some nice cardigans I wear on stage there you go yeah that's I uh, yes if you do any research and please do on uh, Phil Hanley you know that he enjoys cardigans I do I think it's a it's a nice uh, stage attire were you a hockey fan then uh, I was when I was a real uh, little kid and then I played when I was like super young and. Uh, then and it sounds so either lame or like a joke, but it's true. I, I kind of discovered sleeping in, and I was like, ah, I'm not gonna get up. You have to get up so early yeah. on like weekends and stuff like that. Sure. And I think if I had it showed any real um, potential as a hockey player, my parents would have been more encouraging. But they were just like, okay, yeah, you don't have to yeah. do it. Did you have any brothers to play or anything? I had my uh, my brother. I have an older brother that played. That was uh, he was better than me. Yeah. Yeah, he was go- quite good. But I, I honestly, before I started comedy, I don't. I never really put effort into anything really you know what i mean like i remember my brother practicing yes, I, do. <laughs> st- I, I never crossed my mind like i remember my brother like would work out and like shoot the ball against the wall and stuff like that i just never yeah so i would just show up i'd play hockey it was fun yeah. but it wasn't you know does that mean you played video games growing up uh I wasn't a huge video game that's guy people, you know when you discover sleeping in that's, yeah that a lot of times uh is connected somehow to staying up late playing video games. Oh, I, true, I could see that. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I, I was a little bit because I'm dyslexic. It, I'm not great. Like eye hand coordination stuff is not like video games and like parallel parking are not things that are I'm very good at. God damn. Yeah, I brought some stuff along. We're gonna talk about that dyslexia stuff. Oh, cool. Okay, we're, we're gonna get to that. Actually, we could right now. Where is that? I wrote some stuff down here. Bip, 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 bip. We should have some music to kill this time here. Uh, here we go. I have something right here. 12 myths about dyslexia. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Can good. I just, before you set this up, when I was a kid, I was so frustrated being dyslexic and I was in special ed and I hated it so much and I just wanted to, I just hated the fact that I was different and there was only six kids in my classroom opposed to like a regular classroom. Right. The they, six special kids. Very special. And, uh, I, uh, I was so... I refuse to learn anything about dyslexia and my mom is like an expert on it and I refuse to learn anything about it. And now I'm like, want to write more jokes about it. So now I'm watching, there was like a great HBO documentary about it and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So this is great for me. This oh, okay. will help me. And I'll, I'm going to try to uh, write some jokes after the podcast. So this, this is, this is perfect. Sweet. All right. Well, good. Uh, so these are the, well, we'll get your opinion on these or what you think of them. Okay. Or whatever, just whatever reaction you'd like. Okay. So here's myth. Number one, there is no cure for dyslexia. And the reason they say that is because uh, the fact is it's a, not a disease. Oh. Given the right kind of teaching, dyslexics can learn to read and even to spell just as anyone else. Uh, I have not found that. I can read and spell, but it's it's slow. And I can't, my spelling uh, is, is, is not very good. But I, I don't, I, don't I, 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 I question that. But I, I, then again, um, yeah, maybe, I never went to, I think now there's like special schools and stuff like that. But So no. they're saying you can learn mm-hmm. i don't think given that's... the right kind of teaching dyslexic can learn to read can yeah. learn to read and even to spell just as well as anyone else it says here oh really i don't i, I think that might i don't know if that's the case mm-hmm. okay interesting okay. let's see uh well i and then 
I want to ask you about reading. How are you? Have you ever been a reader? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, like I force myself uh, to read, but it's not. Uh, it's like you, it's exhausting, and it's not. It doesn't. It's slow. Very slow. Very slow. But I can. I mean, I read. You know. But it's not like people like when like the idea of someone like just like oh, I'm just gonna relax and read a book. Like to me, that's like saying I'm gonna relax and like run up a hill. Like it's just not. It's not relaxing. Yeah, I love but there's lots of things I want to learn about, so I do force myself. Yeah. All right. Uh, dyslexics have special abilities. That says that's a myth. Mm. Oh no. I oh, okay. It's okay. Here's here's what it says the facts are. Other than their problems with reading, dyslexics are pretty much the same as everybody else. There's no specific dyslexic profile. Some dyslexics have exceptional abilities, but exactly the same thing can be said about non-dyslexic. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what do you feel about that? I, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, I'm not, I don't think I have, uh, I personally, I don't think I have any superpowers, but... Um, not x-ray vision or anything? No. Damn. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, no, from what I understand, from what I've, uh, in this HBO documentary, I think it's called Beyond Dyslexia, Beyond Dyslexia, is it, it, and I've heard that actually dyslexics think differently. They think, I've heard it described as more of 3D. They can picture things and stuff like that visually, mm-hmm. uh, which would, to me, make sense because you can't read. Like, you, it feels like if you have trouble reading, then just, it's like if a blind person has, like, a stronger sense of smell or hearing. I think that if you yeah. are bad at something, or not bad probably isn't the right word, but if you, if you are, uh, somewhere. if something's challenging, an area is challenging, generally you compensate somewhere else. I personally have not found that where I do that, but I, I would be surprised if it was just it just wouldn't be just great. Cursed, you can't read, and there's nothing positive about it. Right? Wouldn't it be great if it was something like totally not connected. Like, well, I have this, but because of it, I can jump really high. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> I wish I could jump high. Uh, dyslexia is a gift. It says that's a myth. Because it says, for dyslexics who haven't learned to read, read properly, it's a condition that causes nothing but unhappiness. I think this guy got dumped by a dyslexic, and oh. he's, he's, this sounds like a smear campaign. <laughs> they always say, that's the one thing, they always, and again, I haven't, they always say that it's like, it's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. This person says, we've taught over 1,000 pupils, and not one of them has ever uh, had a good thing to say about dis- being dyslexic. One commented, if this is a gift, they can have it back. Oh. Wow, that sounds mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't been. It's not. It hasn't been. Uh, it's not a problem. In, in in school, it's the worst because this is the way schools are taught. You get to read and then regurgitate what you've read, and if you can't read, it's hard to regurgitate. Is there a uh, relationship between dyslexia and high intelligence? Uh, if you, not, if you ask this guy, I'm <laughs> sure. Right? He's like this prick. Yeah. Uh, it says repeated studies have shown that there's. Very little relationship between dyslexia and intelligence this guy's a jerk. in young children. Our pupils are just as likely to be low ability as high ability. Most of them fall in the middle. However, if uh, dyslexics don't learn to read, their IQs tend to fall behind as they get older. Oh, okay. All right. Look to the bottom of the last one's dyslexic women cheat on you, and we'll know <laughs> that this guy's just bitter. No, I've, 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 I don't know. I'm They're not. All whores. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> not a myth. <laughs> Uh, how about, have you ever heard of this one? Left-handedness is a sign of dyslexia? Uh, no. I, no, I've heard people ask, people who don't know about dyslexia have said, like, oh, you left-handed. But, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, I don't know, I could see why people would think that just because I think if you're, le- if you're right left-handed, something like that, maybe 
certain activities are difficult when you're learning how to write or something. I don't know. There, there's one here about, so did you reverse letters? Uh, I reverse letters. Basically with me, and not that this jerk would know. Right. Um, no, uh, no, with me, basically what it is is you or like a regular normal person, uh, you see a, you see a letter and you automatically associate a sound with it. Mm-hmm. So if you saw a street sign or something, a word you've never seen before, you could read it. Whereas any word I know, I've memorized it. I don't have the ability to associate a symbol with a sound mm. is basically all it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't see – the stereotype is that people see letters mixed up or words backwards or, right. or whatever. That, that That's not – I don't even know if that is a thing for anyone, yeah. but it's certainly not for me. It's just if I haven't seen a word before, I basically can't read it. This guy actually does say uh, – uh you know, the, like, it's very common for a lot of kids to reverse letters and numbers just because the way they see it. Oh, okay. And the best thing to do is to not correct them uh, because eventually they'll just work it out on their own. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about this dude. My daughter does threes backwards. Should I be concerned? No, I think... Uh, I, no, I know my nephew uh, has certain numbers that he sometimes does backwards and and, uh, and uh, he's not dyslexic. I was I was worried uh, that, that my nec- nephew was going to be dyslexic. Really? Yeah, just because school is such a drag. If you can't, you just like for the whole whatever it is, twelve years. Think that they, uh, as time goes on, I would assume schools are doing a better job of not, uh, you know, alienating. Uh, maybe Here, you go with the, you know, you go in the special class. Yeah, like they wouldn't let me, t- like y- they wouldn't let me, uh, like take music or anything like that because they're like, oh no, because you're in special ed. But it was like so stupid because it was like you think logically, you're like, oh, this kid can't read. Let's encourage him. To do else. something else, right. you know, besides you know marijuana when he gets old enough. <laughs> Is that the cure? If it was, if dyslexia w- was a disease, would uh, pot be a cure? Uh, no, but I would say I don't know. It, there is a stereotype that kids in special ed like party. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Do you know that? Like they're stoners or whatever. Uh, hmm. I don't know. For me, what, where I went to school, the special ed kids were like literally special ed kids. Oh, okay, so. yeah, there was levels. Like in my, cl- there was like my special ed, and then there was like a, 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 a cl- another class uh, that we did a lot of activities and stuff with that were um, more the uh, disabilities yeah. were 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 more serious. But I would so what they would do is I would they would put me in a regular class for a year, and then they would bring me back, and I'd be like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, it was such Remember a drag. Remember we were friends last was, two years ago? It was such a drag. Well, that's the only thing. Like, uh, it's just so boring when you would be in a regular cl- I mean, in special ed wasn't uh, stimulating by any means, but just sit in a class and the whole day is dedicated to something you can't do. They know you can't. Like, I can't read and I can't write. And they're like, okay, we'll just read this and then copy the ch- chalkboard. So you would just, it was just so excruciatingly boring. <sighs> but I think that's part of the reason why I'm a comic because I'm like, I don't like doing anything that is not, I don't like doing, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's from all those years of being like, this is the worst, you know, from a young age, you're just like, oh, this is so boring. So then I, I was so set on, and that was also, uh, with bottling, I was like, yeah, this isn't something I want to do. This isn't stimulating or whatever. So if you ever get yourself, if you ever find yourself caught in a situation where you're like, oh, this is not my, is that pretty uncomfortable then? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, like, uh, do, do you mean like, through comedy? 
or just you know anything. In your uh, life yeah, now. I think my patience is pretty. And you could ask uh, my friend or my girlfriend. Yeah, if I'm doing, if I have uh, something that I'm not enjoying, oh, yeah, I do for bitch example, about it. Like a lot. Uh, girlfriend brings you to something that's her deal and not yours. Oh uh, no, I, no, I could do that. I, I could do that, but more like anything work wise. Like if I had like. Uh, you know, like a really boring job or like a day job or, yeah. uh, you know, like an office job that I wasn't into or whatever, I would just, yeah, I just, my, I think my tolerance for being, spending a day doing something I don't enjoy is very low. But maybe that's everybody. Yeah, probably to some extent. This last one here I wanted to bring up, it says dyslexics are clumsy. Uh, that's the myth. It says yep. uh, dyslexics are indeed clumsy. Some are, but most aren't. Oh, all has right. It, has it led you to be clumsy? Uh, have you no. ever even heard that? No, yeah. uh, I don't. Yeah, I think that's the only time. I, I don't know why that guy's shit talking dyslexics the whole time. What a jerk! Yeah, I thought he was. Um, but yeah, the last one, the, the clumsy. No, I don't. I don't think. I think dyslexia. Not that this guy would know. Uh, I think that dyslexics do have eye hand coordination sometimes. Is yeah. the difficulty? So I mean, that's not going to lead to. Uh, you know, that could lead to a little bit of clumsiness. But no, I don't. I don't think I'm particularly uh, clumsy. On stage, I'm like a gazelle. I don't know if you've seen me just moving around. <laughs> I watched your set on uh, the one that's posted on YouTube from uh, one of the Craig Ferguson's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you notice my gazelle-like movements? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, if you go back now, you see I wrote that as a comment. Oh, no. Oh, gazelle. I had to Google gazelle. I don't know if it's clumsy. It's all uh, dyslexia. I didn't know how to spell that. Sometimes I will be, uh, I don't know if this is a common thing. Some, and I, I think that uh, sometimes I'll be, I don't know if this is clumsiness, but I'll take It'll happen maybe like once every few months. You touch the microphone against your lip, uh, and that is repulsive. I don't know if that's cl- <laughs> clumsiness, but it is. It haunts me. I'm like three jokes in, and I'm just like, I got to put Perel on my face. So gross. Uh, we were talking uh, before uh, over some food here before we started, and I was telling you that I have a part-time job selling beers. Yes. You know, walking up and down the stairs. Well, I was working a game years ago, and you know, walking up a cold beer here. A guy is walking towards me down the staircase that i'm uh-huh. walking up yeah and he i don't remember what word he said but a piece of spit perfectly flew out of his mouth and while i was in mid oh. shout oh. right into my mouth oh. to into the inside of my lip bottom lip oh oh how do you recover from that i i go to emergency <laughs> oh man oh that is uh i couldn't it was i couldn't get out of the way did he see it? Did he see it? No, he didn't see it. Because I made a face and he just kind of looked at me like, what, dude? So, no, he didn't see it. Oh, man. Yeah. That is, that is, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, I'm glad he didn't notice because I think it even would have been more awkward. Like, we just, yeah. Spit. Yeah. Um, are yeah. we dating now? Yeah, what? yeah. You definitely, definitely owes you. You should have bought you one of those beers. <laughs> I know. Uh, wow. That is, uh, that's that's unpleasant. Yeah, it was horrifying. Oh, that's too bad. Absolutely man. horrifying. Yeah. And so when, when you can't move out of the way, as you just see it coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got all those beer. I think I would have just dove and just <laughs> accepted I was going to lose some profit. Yeah. Sometimes you'll start a show, and the first thing you do is you you know you move the stool or whatever, mm-hmm. and there'll be gum yeah. under the stool, nope. and you're, just, you're like these animals <laughs> who could you imagine doing that to your 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 colleagues uh that's gross too and you just feel i can just feel it on my hand the whole time so nasty gum on a stool in a on a like it's not just like some random stool or a seat on the bus it's like you know 
Yeah. Someone else is going to use this. Yeah. 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 Disgusting. Yeah. What uh, did you have? So I assume you did you have any other jobs um, between? I'm just curious if you had any shitty jobs that uh, you uh, had to slug through for a little bit between, like, yeah, maybe in school or before the modeling. Yeah, I I worked. Uh, uh, what did you know that you would never do again? I worked. My dad owned uh, had an insurance company. He was in the insurance business, mm-hmm. and they would the give suits. me they would give me yeah the suits yeah. Uh, he would give me, uh, they would like, I would like work for them sometimes or whatever, but I was like, it must've been, yeah. Like I would, I'd go and nap in the car. Like I was not a good employee. And of all the things I was like, <laughs> I think back now it just dawned on me. I was, one of my thing was like alphabetical order of like the files and stuff like that. So I can't believe the company didn't completely collapse. They had you file paper. <laughs> yeah. They must've hired someone. They must, I just, it just dawning on me right now. They must've hired someone to go back and take the peas out of the, <laughs> Wherever I would have put them, but, the yeah, the, yeah, wow, wow, that's that's like uh, I guess I, I I feel I gotta call my dad and tell him I love him. That's uh, ma- yeah, yeah. They hired me to, uh, <laughs> yeah, if that'd be, you if, go back and find out that someone had like a seasonal temp job, yeah, following you around, exa- yeah, yeah, like it, like dressed as like a, a plant and just like <laughs> just like reached out and undid everything I did, um. No, that would be funny if you were like, oh, no, how did the company go? I'm like, well, they actually went bankrupt. That was my dad's scheme. But no, they was like a good company. And he uh, he sold it and retired to Vancouver. But yeah, no, he my dad was like, uh, he's certainly not dyslexic. Both my parents are like crazy, like organized, know what's going on and all this stuff. And Yeah. They were cool with comedy? Uh, extremely. I don't know, like, my dad's always loved comedy, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um... You like any comedians he liked? Uh, yeah, we still do. My dad loves Jim Gaffigan. I love Jim Gaffigan. Uh, he'll, I'll be home getting ready to do a set. I still play, I don't, not as much, but I used to, uh, go, at one point, I was living in New York and I had a girlfriend in Vancouver, so I would take every advantage as I could to play the club. And I would be, like, getting ready for a show, my dad would be on YouTube, like, watching stand up like yeah. he's a huge comedy fan awesome uh and uh so yeah they're 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 yeah they're they're you know into it any of the old ones like was he a fan of any of the older uh yeah like he loved uh well he loved like uh he loved the tonight show with like johnny carson yeah. and uh he yeah like oh, i'm trying to think of older comics we went to see rickles together oh awesome uh yeah, yeah my we, dad and i went and saw bill cosby together oh cool cool yeah it was such a cool it's such a cool thing to to get to do that uh sometime i would love to uh oh I, we, we saw seinfeld uh in vancouver uh, nice. when i was first starting nice. i went with my parents um yeah he's but he has yeah he has really good uh he has really good taste and you have to get into comedy. one of your shows now What's that? You have to get him to come to your show sometime. Yeah, yeah, if only. No, he'll he'll come. <laughs> That's another thing my parents are really cool about is they, I don't, I never really, um, I like to just go and do the show. I don't like, you know, if, if you bring people, it's always like, I like my pre-show just hanging out with other comics. Yeah, yeah. You bring people, it's always kind of, so they never really pressure me to come to the show. So I'll do, I do the Vancouver Comedy Fest. Um, uh, I've, you know, I've, kind of go home every year to do it and I'll do a show there that's like in the theater and there'll be like you know some famous people like it'll be a big show like we did one I did one last year with uh, Martin Short 
and so th- that's an exciting show. Yeah. And so they'll, they'll come to that where it's like, you know, just put tickets at the will call in. But I don't want to like bring them to like a late show oh, then you're at the a host. club. Then you're hosting, right? Pardon? Then you're hosting. You're bringing them back. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you don't know what else is going to go on. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. So they'll come to shows if it's, if it's kind of like a big deal. I heard on the, uh, you mentioned, I didn't want to forget this because I'm a big fan of it. Pee Wee Herman? How are you crossing paths with Pee Wee Herman? Did that happen uh, yet? You know what? Don't uh, tell me it's been canceled or something. It, it got, it was It was about three weeks ago. He was supposed to host, uh, it was like the best of the fest show at Vancouver, in Vancouver. And I was flying home to do the show, uh, that show. I was flying, I was at, at one point just flying home for one day to do that show. And uh, something happened, um, and uh, and he he did not end up doing. Oh it. no! Yes. Oh, but I was super bummed because I love uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, and, and I was so excited about it, and I had talked about it, and so looked forward to doing it, and uh, yeah, it did not uh, occur. The show still occurred, and the show was it was lots of fun. But uh, no, I just and I've never. I'm not someone who gets my picture taken. Like if if you're in a weird situation and you, and you get to meet a celebrity or whatever, I never. I'm really happy just to say hey or not mm-hmm. say anything mm-hmm. or whatever. But I never uh, get my picture taken. But I like as soon as I booked it, I was like, I'm gonna have my picture taken with Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I was excited. Oh. Yeah, and it did not occur. That would be a dream come true. For yeah, me, yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be his friend. I just would love to. Yeah, meet him for two seconds, get my picture. Absolutely. Taken. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was a that was a bit of a bummer. Damn. Or. A, they were just, I just saw on, uh, they were selling his, the bike from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Really? Yeah. On, uh, some guys had it and it was on eBay or some other auction site. Wow. Like, How much? A week ago. Really? It was a crazy, it was like a million dollars. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not at that point. Maybe 10 grand or something. Oh, really? At that point? Yeah. That would be a nice, uh, centerpiece. I'd never ride it. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it would be nice. It'll be heavy to have in your, uh, in your living room. Hell Yeah. You know that would be awesome. Yeah. What did uh, what it says you worked with Don Knotts? I did work with Don Knotts. Yeah. <laughs> Where? How? Uh, well, who to me is one of the like that was my parent. My dad was like a huge uh, Andy Griffith fan. Like yeah. we'd watch it. Sure. And uh, and oh, Don Knotts is so funny, so great. And then like uh, Three's Company. Um, Mr. Furley. Yeah, I wa- I I worked with him. Or was he Roper? Uh, he was Furley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I worked with him, um, when I first, even before I did stand up, I worked for a company, uh, that wrote kids movies and, uh, I suggested how great he would be for a character the the voice, one of the characters and, and they were into it and, uh, they flew me down. Uh, and I worked with him for the day I was like in the sounds booth and I got to like improvise. We had the, the written out dialogue and then I got to like improvise stuff. And then uh, I got it just just ideal timings. At one point, it was just us in the room, and uh, I'm a huge like Marx Brothers fan, and 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 I love like you know that kind of whole era of mm-hmm. of uh, comedy movies oh, and wow, stuff like okay. that. And I got to talk to him about uh, you know the Marx Brothers and and stuff, and and he I mean he'd been in show business forever. It was just it was so did great. You get your picture taken with him. I did get my picture taken hey, with him. I did get my picture about, taken with him. Yeah. yeah. He qualifies. He's yeah, worthy. Yeah, I think all. I think the only people I've got my picture taken with is uh, Don Knotts and uh, Martin Short, uh, as he's dressed as a Jimmy Glick. Nice. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. I don't know who else I ever got my picture taken with. What What was the uh, What was the the deal that you were working on with him? 
Uh, it was a kids movie uh, called Air Buddies. It was dogs talking. <laughs> did you voice a dog? Uh, no, I did not. You no. just wrote on it? I wrote, yeah. I wrote the words. Some of the words. How did you get into writing? How did that happen? Uh, writing children's... I had a friend, I have a friend who uh, works, uh, is, you know, uh, works, makes kids movies. And it happened, like I said before, I did stand up. They needed one scene. They were shooting like somewhere in like, they were like in like Jamaica and they were shooting and they needed one scene that had to be funny. So she just phoned me and was like, can you just write dialogue? This is the situation. Can you just write dialogue? About dogs? Uh, no, I think it was about, I think it was like a, I feel it was like a chimpanzee or something like that. They're like for, for little kids. It was like, this is the scene. The chimp is on the beach. Uh, and you know, whatever happens, I forget what it was, but, uh, it was like 10 years ago now. And I was like, can you, you know, can you, and I just kind of came up with something and then it just escalated. And then I was, you know, writing, you know, writing them. Yeah. It was a job. What I, uh, I, you know, like when you go on Google and they have, uh, it does auto complete. Uh, you know what I mean? Like when, yeah. okay. You know what I'm talking about this morning I put in do Canadians. And then I had it auto-complete that. Have oh. you ever done that before? Uh, no. Okay. These what? are the these are the ones I wrote down. The ones that came up. <laughs> thoughts on these? Okay. So all I wrote, and this is like I've never Googled. I'm pretty sure I've never Googled do Canadians and then anything after. Uh-huh. That. These are just all you know. And I know that Google does base these on popularity of searches. Oh, okay. So nation, like you know, nationwide, I, I would guess. Okay. So this is the first one that came up. Do Canadians like their healthcare system? Uh, the very first one. Oh, and I'm supposed to say yes or no? Well, I can if you'd like. Yeah, I'd say yeah. We, I'd say uh, uh, yeah. I think that's like a point of pride in Canada. Yeah, you get asked about that a lot. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do get asked about that, and and then I see like I'll talk to a friend or whatever. Like I know comics that get sick and can't go to get like they're like yeah well, i don't have health care so they don't go to doctors and stuff here United yeah States, in the yeah. state it's nuts like you like in canada it's it's no i'm not saying that's nuts it's just nuts like i can't understand like it's so different like we just go like we just go to the doctor all the time you know you have anything you go to a doctor not just when it's an emergency yeah like it's like a real people it's like a real conundrum if they're like got like a they're cold they have a cold or whatever yeah they're like oh man i got you know i got this, this and it just it can it's i've been in the states for almost three years and i i i'm always like we'll just go to the do-. like you you just automatically say like i'll oh, just go to the doctor so yeah we're very lucky i think in uh and yeah in canada's the canadians pride themselves on that i think you're still a resident of canada yes sir but living in New York. New York City, yeah. Okay. Here's the next one. Do Canadians like Americans? <laughs> Why'd uh, you laugh like that? <laughs> uh, because, like, it, there's, like, um, in, like, say, in a club or whatever, you could get, like, a cheap laugh by criticizing Americans in, in Canada. Okay. Uh, like, you know, if you say something about it. But uh, I... Uh, but deep down, I mean, we we consume so much American culture and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I would say Canadians adore uh, Americans. Although I want to, you know, they might say like healthcare or something like that. They would, you know, be they could be critical. But uh, I think deep down, I mean, we we're uh, we're neighbors. I always wanted to come to the states, like since I was a kid. I want to go fishing in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I have friends go fishing in Canada. Canadian fishing trips, always the best one of the year. Oh, really? I never have a chance to go. Uh, I, that's I, something I need to do someday. Yeah, I've never done that either. Yeah. 
Uh, this one also auto-completed. Do Canadians have social security numbers? Uh, we have, uh, we have, uh, uh, social, it's called a social insurance number, but it's the same thing. Same thing. This one I thought was really weird. Celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> we are a loveless nation. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I thought, like, January 10th every year, man. <laughs> Come on. No, no. January 14th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, February 14th. <laughs> February 14th. Uh, and then this one, the reverse of the other one, this one also completed, do Canadians hate Americans? So, Uh, I don't know. No, but it's so lame. Just to make a joke, oh, about like guns or something like that. Like kind of like a a joke in the club or like a hack joke would be like, you know, any Americans here? Woo, don't shoot me. Like just like, just something really. It's, Yeah, yeah. 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 Do Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, uh, we do. I find it a little insensitive when Americans ask, like they assume it's the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why would it be? Yeah, like the <laughs> yeah the pilgrims same night pilgrims they had their dinner there and then they jetted up to Windsor. Um, they just called and said we're starting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, we do have Thanksgiving. It's in October though, and it's not as big of a deal. Right. But it's yeah, it's like a a a, a family holiday. I was going to say it's a Hanley holiday, which, but yeah, it's every family. Yeah. (laughs) Depending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, pay taxes. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We were asking that. Uh, I like this one. Do Canadians need a visa to go to Turkey? Good question. And I'm glad you asked me my, that's my area of, uh, I don't know. Uh, yes, I would say. Why, why would that come up? And is it, I, uh, I don't know. Apparently that's a, a destination. I don't know that many people have been to Turkey. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The last two are drink tea and have accents. Uh, tea. Yes. Tea is more, uh, cause of the, the, the connection with England. And we have uh, Coronation Street, which is on every... Do you, do you know what Coronation Street is? No. I think it's like the longest running or one of the longest running, most kind of popular shows in England. It's like... Uh, it's kind of like a soap opera, but it's on in Canada too. Like there are some connections. The Queen is on Armani, obviously. Right. Queen is in our classroom. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, we drink tea, whereas like... Because you guys drink like Lipton tea. Yeah. yeah. That it's not... We drink like proper British tea. Proper. Yeah. Yeah, as I like to say proper. Were yeah. you ever in the uh, French-speaking parts of... I, I've played the French-speaking uh, parts, uh, Montreal. Where you felt like you need to learn some stuff? Or no, I've never, I've never lived there. I've just no. been there. It's amazing. Montreal is so crazy that it's part, part of Canada or even part of North America. It feels so uh, European. It's, yeah. a, it's a very cool city. So you've just performed. I have, yeah, I've performed there, yeah. What else? What else is coming up this year, Phil? Uh, I am doing, uh, the Pete Holmes show on October 4th. No, April 4th. Sorry. That's dyslexia. October? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm go. getting ready. Um, uh, April. Yep. Yeah, April. Yeah. April 4th. Yep. You're doing the Pete Holmes show. Yeah. And Very then, cool. uh, yeah, just more touring in, in lots of spots in uh, New York city. Yeah. What, what's your place in New York? Where do people, where do people usually see you there? Uh, I play the comedy cellar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I play everywhere, but that's that's where I am throughout the week the most. Do you do what's the what's the latest in the evening you've worked the comedy cellar? I have gone on probably at two in the morning. Two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. or I have gone on at two in the morning. If someone comes, sometimes you know, if someone really big comes and the, the shows, you know, we'll get the last show. We'll get you know, we'll go on later than. But I think there's normally on on weekends there's normally a two a.m. spot, but that's not a spot that I normally get. But I have I have gone on around two. 
I can't imagine that. Uh, you is know, the crowd cool. At 2 yeah, the crowd's cool. I mean, they're they're you know they're different than a crowd that would be at like you know seven, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they're cool. That room is is so great and so policed, and um, people are so. Uh, it's so now because it's on the beginning of Louis and stuff like that. Yeah. It's so. Like you just see it's anything that you've seen on TV a million times and then you're there. People are really uh, respectful, I think, into the fact where and the way that like, you know, it's just such a fun room. Yeah. It's it's like uh it's it feels a little bit like Acme in the sense that, you know, the the ceiling's lower. It's not it's not as as big as this. No, room, I've but, been there. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah, cool. I went to a show one you, night. you can just feel it. You're just like, Oh, this is the best place to do comedy. Like mm-hmm. you can just feel that it's mm-hmm. just perfect. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I felt like a sardine feels like in a can. Oh, is it, is it packed in in the at, audience? At the Comedy Cellar? I yeah. thought it was. Okay, yeah. it's just it, like, yeah, it's it's the but best. But I, lo- I mean, it was, it was great. I saw some really good acts. We mentioned, like, uh, before we were talking, I just saw Bill Burr do some stand-up recently. Oh, cool. The first time I ever saw Bill Burr was at the Cellar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I was there. And Colin Quinn was there that same night. Um, uh, Adam Ferreira was there Okay, the cool. Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really yeah. neat. I did a show there. It was just like, and this is just a, maybe three weeks ago. And uh, I went up, and then I think my friend was on. For some reason, you know, normally you go upstairs to the to the restaurant uh, after your set. For some reason, I, I, I stayed down. I think I was watching my friend. He was doing a spot. I forget who it was. But then uh, the MC started going you could tell he's bringing someone up and you could just tell oh oh my goodness this is gonna this is gonna be great and and he brought seinfeld up and that was the first time i ever saw seinfeld in a club so i was like you know the reason i started comedy was watching the documentary comedian yeah so to see him in the cellar from the it was just like wow this is amazing and he was working on his his fallon set and then because he did fallon he did the second day the fallon had the tonight show seinfeld there to say yeah so he was working on that so that was great and then uh, Seinfeld got off stage, and then immediately uh, Bill Burr uh, came up. So it was really exciting. Damn. That was yeah, it was yeah. really fun because I hadn't seen. I know Burr plays there a lot, but now he's in L.A. or whatever. Since I've been working the cellar, which is almost a year, I hadn't seen Burr there, and I hadn't. I'd never seen. I kept. I would miss Seinfeld everywhere. Like yeah. my friends would text me, be like, "Oh, he's here right now," and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, you serious?" Uh. So I've never got to see him. So yeah, that was an exciting evening. Very cool. I got one more thing I want to ask you about here. Uh, what it, only because one of my favorite actors in all time of all time is listed in the cast, including your name. Something called Spymate. Oh, oh yeah, that was another. Oh, was I? Oh, I played. I think I did some punch up on that, and I I had I, I played like you stood even, in the background. Yeah, I was a security guard. I think I might have. I don't even know if it was a line. I might have had a word. I might have had a line. Well, there's a movie called Spymate where you may or may not have one line, and Pat Morita. Is in that movie? Oh, I don't know if I'm familiar with Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, Karate Patty. Kid? I call him Patty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Patty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we didn't. We didn't bump into each other on uh, on set. But uh, I didn't know he was in that. I don't think I've ever saw that. My mom would know that. My mom would have saw that. She's probably a big fan of uh, what seems to be the star of that movie, Barry Bostwick. Oh, don't get me started on Bear. Oh. No, I don't know Barry Bostwick either. Who's Barry Bostwick? I don't know. The name is familiar. I think my mom, I bet both of our moms are fans. Oh, okay. That's what made, I, he was, I think he was on some show before our time. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't think he directly went to Spy Mate? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm gonna check IMDb. I'm All right, yeah, let's get. Before. That sounds like you could follow up. That could be a segment. I think so. Barry Bosworth. No, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm not good with actors' names, but. Yeah. Uh, all right, Twitter. Where oh, people find you on Twitter? Please follow me on Twitter. I don't think I have enough Twitter followers. I seem to beg for Twitter followers on podcasts. Uh, it's Phil M Hanley. So P H I L M H A N L E Y. You nailed it. Oh, thank you. And your website is not. Oh my goodness! Right now? Yeah, no, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, Th- thanks for you know uh, doing a little research on you. Do a little bit more. I had a little little more work this yeah. week. Well, you can go. I have clips on YouTube. I checked them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can watch those. I did. Yeah, I'm gonna have a website very soon. Is it gonna be? I see. I've. Saw, it will be PhilHanley.com. I bought the what name. What about .net? Uh, I had a .net. I got both. Both. But um, it's going to be .com. Okay. Yeah. Keep it in mind, everybody. Because yeah. I, I hit a link and it went to a .net that was dead. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm so bad. I, I just I'm so not motivated to do that. Any part of it, even phone and talk to someone. This is you know all you have to do is go, hey, web guy that works for my friend, can you do what yeah, you do? Yeah, I don't want to have that conversation, but uh, yeah, I should. I will. I I, I got to. I I had this thing where I was going to build my own. Oh. The yeah, it was like. <laughs> It, like honestly, it was. The, I tried to for about thirty seconds, and yeah. I was just like, uh, "Yeah, I'm not going to do this." Well, uh, thank you. It was great to meet you. Man. Oh, thank you. This Thanks. Is really cool. Yeah, this is fun. And I'm hoping we'll do this again, like in a year, when you come back to do yeah. a week here at Acme. Yeah, and yeah. You will have a website by then. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm giving myself a year timeline to have that conversation. <laughs> hey, web guy, I'm going to do that in a year. Perfect. All right. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. This is fun. Thank you.